And and what was revenue back in 2008? Do you remember? Uh, I would say 4 million. Okay. Like that. And what have you grown it to today? So today we're closely to 15. And, uh, one five. One five, yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Good. Hey, folks. My guest today is Andre Merkley. He's a lifelong IT nerd and founder of Data Lab, the ERP leader in Southeast Europe. He then did the IPO and caught interest for farming and started development of farm management information systems, now building datalab.eu. Andre, are you ready to take us to the top? Sorry? Are you ready to take us to the top? Oh, yeah. Well, All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Very good. So just to be clear, Data Lab IPO'd or your prior company IPO'd? No, Data Lab IPO'd, actually. Okay. We were the first technolo- uh, technology IPO on the Ljubljana Stock Exchange. It's rather an nascent uh, market or a very sleepy market, so we did not get the bank the bank from the listing that we that we hoped for. So this also, is a Slo- this is the stock exchange in Slovenia uh, that you yeah. IPO'd on. Why did you want all the pressure of being a publicly traded company? Why not stay private? Well, we firmly believe in uh, employee stock ownership, and it was very problematic to do it under the local legislation. Basically, the only way to really put it in, properly in place was to to, got, to get listed. I see. Um, when we were there, so that was our that was our main actually goal, not so much raising capital, but uh, establishing value of the company. So, when did you guys IPO? <laughs> June 30th, 2008. So okay, we got, yeah, three got months it. before everything went down. So. And and what was revenue back in 2008? Do you remember? Uh, I would say 4 million. Okay. Like that. And what have you grown it to today? So today we're closely to 15. And, uh, one five? One five, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're stepping up, we're stepping up, um, extremely in the last uh, two years uh so we hope that we'll be getting the 50 in probably two to three years now before we go too deep on the economics tell me who's buying this is it small farm managers or folks managing thousands of acres of farmland um mostly we were successful with the large farms Mm -hmm. what what we found in in farming is that it's it's the basic business principles that are extremely hard to, to make because you have such a variable environment. You see, in um, when you when you think about a factory, you have a predictable environment. You have a everything that under control. While you if you go planning for the farm, you got all these variables and very complex processes and stuff like that. And that's what we actually wanted to 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 simplify. To really get an overview over all the resources in the farm, and to help you plan, basically to help you manage your farm the way um, an industrial production would be managed. 
And so how many uh, farmers do you pay for you today? So I would say that we have roughly 500 farms, but our, I think our biggest is 120,000 hectares. So sorry, not that's your largest. And so what the largest customer, what do they pay you per year? Um, we, we price our software per, uh, per asset. So basically you would be paying us per, per cow or per, uh, flock of, of, of sheep or, uh, per hectare of, of land or orchard or something like that. Um, we're charging depends on the market where, but where would we would be charging from one to 1.8 euros per hectare per, per month. I see. So can we take 120,000 hectares times 1.8 times 12? The biggest customer pays you 2.5 yeah. million. Well, it was the first customer, so it's quite discounted. Ah, I see. Yeah. So, so I mean, do you have anyone paying you more than a million per year? No, we don't have anyone. Okay. So the largest largest uh, invoices we or projects that we were that we're making are a hundred thousand per year or something like that. Okay. This okay. Got what. it. That makes sense. And and any, I mean, you're now public. Any plans to go private again? Are there any advantages to going private? Yeah, just just in the process of of taking the company back private, uh, and um, got in some investors and then scaling up. How much do you have to raise to take the company private? Four to five would be enough. Four, four to five million dollars. Yeah, it was four to five million. Plus, um, what we have spare, uh, actually, for the stock buybacks, uh, we would be able to remove almost the complete free float from the market and delist the company. I see. So, and how much cash do you guys currently have on the balance sheet? I can only tell you. I don't. I can't tell you currently, but I think in the last quarterly report it was three point five or something like that. Okay, so three point five of your own cash plus raise four or five million, then you could use that money to take the company private. Yeah, with with these. Interesting. And so, what I mean, why why do that? You went public for a reason. You don't like it now. You want to go private. What didn't you like about being public? Um. Well, first first of all, uh, being public on a on a backcountry market is not the way to go. And we thought that uh, the, mar- the the financial markets will consolidate, and we basically hope to get a backdoor to also to some larger stock exchange that either the Vienna Stock Exchange would buy this, the Ljubljana Stock Exchange, and we would be automatically listed and stuff like that. Unfortunately, um, by uh, in after two thousand and eight, everything went uh, south, and those plans did not materialize. We we did not establish full potential. We're stuck on an illiquid market, and uh, that became a hurdle to our raising capital because, again, being public in an unknown foreign market with unknown legislation uh, decreases your enterprise value. Mm-hmm. When did you start the company? What year? Uh, 96. 1996. Wow. So you, you, uh, you, did you bootstrap it from 1996 to 2008? Um, 1996 to 2008, we were we were working on ERP systems for small and medium-sized businesses, which carry a lot of similarity for uh, with the. Yeah, my, my question though was, did you bootstrap or did you raise capital in that time? 
No, we we completely was bootstrapped. Actually, I went bankrupt in '94. Was my previous company, uh, so actually we were not even credit. I, I was not credit worthy. So it was basically the last paycheck, um, a garage, two computers, and and a lot of will. Why did your last company go bankrupt in '95? What was the name of the company? Uh, Geco. We we did wholesale of computer chips and and. Um, as it was fashion that day, we assembled uh, PCs, personal computers, importing from Taiwan, uh, assembling and selling the fixed computers. And it was wh- why did it go bankrupt? Um, we then, um, well, 70% of our revenues came from brokerage of computer chips. Uh, we just loaded up for the Christmas season. And then Hyundai and Samsung are announced a new factory of chips, and the price went. The price halved while our chips were on on the uh, on the flight. That that was the tip of the iceberg, but basically we were much too leveraged. I see. I see. Interesting. Okay, so you launched a new company in 1996. You bootstrap it, and then how much did you raise when you IPO'd? We did not raise. We raised zero on IPO. We, did, we simply listed because we wanted to have this uh, valuation. But oh. we did uh, in 2010. We we raised uh, the first uh, million for the farming. So uh, first we we raised it by the Swiss uh, private investors, and with them on board, we got to we, we raised it via a secondary stock offer. Interesting. On, uh, so do you, I mean, do you personally still own the majority of the business then? I'm the biggest shareholder, yeah, but I don't own the majority. Why not though? If you didn't raise any when you IPO and then you only raised a million and you're now doing 15 million in ARR, I mean, shouldn't you as the founder own 90, 95% equity? Mm, no, actually, uh, well, first of all, 30% was given to, 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 to my colleagues, to the employees that helped us okay. uh, bring to, to, to this. And then you have roughly a ten percent. You had you, you have um, outside investors, and um, so I, I was basically on sixty. Then I uh, truncated that. Um, I spin off um, a, fun, a f- philanthropic foundation. I was quite active in that one, and there went another twenty percent. And so I'm with thirty something. Okay, well that's that's not that's not terrible. Um, no. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than Founderpath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days. All the revenue numbers, all the valuations and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. So okay, so you, you now when you take this back private, uh, you are you are you buying out the investors right now that own ten percent and replacing them with new investors? Is that how that works? 
probably I, I will probably buy a lot of um, also a lot of uh, employees and, and ex employees um, and um, the small the small holders and also we have our shareholders are basically a banking fund that needs to exit if we exit the stock exchange it will cease to be a public company I so see. this this is the pool of of, of shares how many folks are full time at the business today? Um, roughly two hundred directly. Two hundred. Okay. How many engineers? Development would be ninety five. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. How many salespeople? Twenty something, but we have a strong reseller network. Tell me about that. Well, we, we, we're partnering with, with anybody that brings value. So our natural partners would be accounting services, uh, then the subsidies agencies. Uh, How do you find accounting services that specialize in farming? Well, first you go to the rural areas. There, That's where you have them. We were we were quite known from uh, within the accounting community for, by our small business CRP, and so it was easy to speak to them. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Very interesting story here. Okay, so go to market is that way now. When when an accounting firm resells your products, what kickback do you pay them on the thirty thousand a year contract? Do you pay them ten percent, twenty percent? It's a big. Uh, it's a bit. Mm-hmm. It's somewhat more in the first year and um, a bit less in the second and third year, and then it ceases. Does it ever stop, or does it is it go on forever? Yeah, no, no, it stops. Um, perpetual, perpetual uh, commissions are are a killer for the business because they uh, sooner or later um, your partner will. Uh, start treating that investment as a pension fund and will lose incentive to, to sell more. And it's a death spiral. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear, you stop kickbacks in year three. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Year, year one or year three, it really depends on, on, on deal to deal. It also depends on the uptake. Um, you cannot um, or Usually, you don't uh, implement our system in a big bank. You would mm-hmm. start simply first getting the the materials under control, uh, the quantities, then going into the or- fixing ordering, then HR and stuff like that. So you it, it would be an onion, and depending on that onion, we would also give you a, uh, a commission plan. Um, what's the company valued at today? Uh, stock exchange value is, I would say, in the low twenties. So, if someone offered you twenty million dollars all cash upfront today to sell the whole business, would you sell? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And, and why not? If that's what it's valued at right now on the stock exchange, because, well, um, several several things. First, I I believe that the the business is worth much much more. Uh, if you look How at much? our we have a 3.5 mil uh, after-tax profit on a 5 mil uh, cash flow, which is seriously uh, cool numbers. We're growing 30%, so 15 to 30% year on year. And we, we plan to, to really 
put the pedal to the metal in, in the future years. That would be, I, I simply believe in the strength of the company and on the possibility to really revolutionize this. I'm not seeing many solutions like ours in the market. There are more sexy solutions. The dirty details that, that we're ca- capable of handling are really what I think that uh, makes the progress of the software. And um, also, I would not be selling the whole company because, frankly, I do not know where to invest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, a, not- you, have a, you have a philanthropy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if We're, someone tells you, if someone offers you thirty million all cash up front today, right, twenty percent of that's going to go to your philanthropy. All your investors get a great exit. Your employees get money. That's great. That's thirty percent there. You personally make thirty percent of the thirty million. Would you sell for thirty million all cash up front today? No. What's the number? <laughs> uh, no, uh, that the, I, I think I would I would be violating a lot of. Uh, regulations. If I would, if the major, uh, if the major shareholder would tell you their market, their yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really sorry, but uh, let's, that's, let's wrap up with the famous five here. Number one favorite book. My number one favorite book, uh, the Mars trilogy. The Mars strategy. The Mars trilogy. Oh, the Mars, Mars, trilogy. Mars, and and Green Mars. I would number say that. Number three and number two, uh, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I uh, used to. Now, frankly, I would I would rather go reading and following philosophy or something like that than the CEOs. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Data Lab? My favorite online tool for building Data Lab? Jesus. I would be so 19th century if I told Excel. Mm-hmm. That's okay. The, but I, I think, you know, I, I'm a fan for models and I, I love my Excel. Sorry. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, up until three years ago. So last 25 years, the last 20 years were 100 hours a week. Uh, the last six, seven years are, I would say, seven. Because seven I, I, I really scaled down. And the company is so no, no. How many hours? How many hours of sleep do you get per night? Sleep. Uh, I would say seven. Okay. And what's the situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, divorced, but single father. Any kids? Single. One yeah, kid. Single Two actually. Two kids. Okay. And how old are you? Oh, ancient. Fifty-two. That's not ancient. You're young. All right. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. Something, sorry? Something you wish you knew when you were 20 years old. How to get my temper under control. You have a temper? Oh, Jesus, huge. I haven't seen it. All right, fair enough. Guys, there you have it. Datalab.ch launched in 1996 after his first company went bankrupt in 1995. He learned a lot. Datalab is helping farmers manage their hectares, their orchards, their cows, their sheep. That's what they price off of. One of those units of, uh, of measurement. The average farmer pays him $36,000 per year. They're doing $15 million bucks in revenue today, up from $12 million a year ago, and up from $4 million back in 2008 when the IPO'd on the Slovenia Stock Exchange. He's now raising 4 or $5 million bucks to try and take the company private so he can unlock additional value. He thinks the company's worth way more than $30 million bucks. We'll see what happens next. Andrej, thanks for taking us to the top. Nathan, thanks for having me. Goodbye.